What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back. All the smoke. Uh, man, coming to you from Dallas. Set the tone with, with the boss man, Mr. Mark Cuban. And now we got one of the greatest to ever do it, Jack. Yeah, he shot a lot of jumpers in both our faces. Both of them. Yeah. We got one time, we got him, though. We're yeah, going to talk about that yeah. a little later. <laughs> <little, little>, <laughs> but, man, this is long overdue. I mean, your accolades, 21 years, over 30,000 points, ranked six all-time, 14 all-stars, 07 MVP, uh, finals MVP in 11. Uh, newest member to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations for that. That's a great class. We'll uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Anything funny happen in that uh, during that Hall of Fame weekend? Uh, I mean, it was just unbelievable experience. Honestly, my my family came. I had like 150 people from all over the world flying in. Some ex teammates. So uh, nothing really funny, you know. Me and me and D Wade had a little history. Yeah. So uh, we actually. We bonded a little bit that weekend. Uh, we filmed the podcast for his his new new uh-huh. thing, and so we actually got into some of the stuff that really? happened in '06 and '11, yeah. and the fake coughing they were doing. And so uh, <laughs> that was probably uh, that was probably the, the 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 moment I would say I didn't expect that at all. Uh-huh. 
everything else was was amazing and uh and 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 just enjoyed every moment well you definitely deserved it man hell of a career hell of a run i appreciate uh germany recently took gold in the feeble world cup if someone told you (laughs) back in the 90s that this would would be going on would you ever would have believed it no no chance uh incredible (laughs) i mean basketball is has grown not only in, obviously in, in, in Germany, but all over the world. You know, we have, have players, international players from all over the world representing, you know, MVP type caliber players, franchise players. So mm-hmm. it's been fun to watch where the game has gone. When I first got there in their 90s, you know, you had a few Euros running around, but <laughs> now every team has, has a couple. And uh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a pleasure to watch. And, um, you know, Germany now is just winner Schroeder leading the team. And, uh, but they were super solid. They had some shooters. They had some uh, some some defenders. So I think they uh, they they looked incredible. Got it so, done. Yeah. Hey, but they building organizations around European players now. So that's that's a testament to the, how they are developing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, to speak of, I mean, the last five MVPs have all been uh, international players. The Giannis, Jokic, and obviously Embiid. Before that, mm. there were only three: yourself, Steve, and Hakeem. Um, what do you think? has really kind of opened up the floodgates to make this NBA more of a global game? Well, the game has grown. Uh, I think that's one thing, but uh, make the game more accessible outside the U.S. And then, you know, the coaching's gotten better. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, the, the, and, and uh, you know, the NBA has changed. And I think it's, when I first got in the league, it was still physical. And, you know, the fours and fives were all the rebounders. And then... Mm-hmm. Once the NBA changed the rules a little bit, you know, you guys were there. They, they, you know, they put in the zone. They got rid of the hand check in, made it a little softer, so to speak. And that's playing right in the in the Euros European and, game, and, the, right. and the European game and the international game. We grew up playing outside, swing the ball, five on five, pick and roll game. You know, mm-hmm. when I first got here, all plays, I just got called up, and then it was ISO. It was just <laughs> clear to side, you right. know. And and some some of that with the zone and you can there's other things you can do now that uh, that that sort of got away from that and it forced teams to move the ball a little more play a little more team game and uh, that played right in our hands and so uh, that's that's I guess what you've been seeing that the mm-hmm. game's growing and 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 the game is is played similar the way it is in Europe yeah um, let's jump back to 1998 Hoop Summit where you became on you know a lot of American people's first kind of real glimpse at you. Uh, we thought we put a hell of a team out there. One of our buddies, Ray Young, who works with us, isn't here today. But him, Eric Barkley, Al Harrington, Rashard Lewis, Quentin Richardson, Jerron Rush, one of the best players that never to make it, Stromile Swift. You busted all their ass. <laughs> 33. Ray told us they try to throw every player at you and nothing was working. What was working for you that day? I don't, I don't know, man. A little bit of everything, you know. Um, that was really my first time arriving in the U.S. And, you know, and it was during the uh, Final Four at the time in San Antonio. I was I was so hyped to be there. It was an incredible experience. Uh, we got to train here in Dallas for a few days with the team. And then they flew us down to San Antonio for the Final Four. We got to watch the two semifinals game with, you know, UNC. got to watch Vince Carter. And I was just so hyped. And then mm. the game was the, the following morning. And... I don't know, man. It was just one of those days. Had a good start. Got a couple. Got to the foul line a couple times that game, and just you know helped me settle my nerves and uh, just kind of roll through there and showed was able to show a little bit of my whole repertoire, which uh, 
which I guess was uh, was great. So that was uh, that was a fun game. It really, honestly, it changed my life overnight. That was the next um, question. How yeah. did it, how did it change your yeah, life? Yeah, I mean, my uh, you know back then there was no internet, there was none of that, and so um, I did. I don't even think I had a cell phone back then. So uh, my my parents had a had to get an answering machine at oh, night. Oh, really? College coaches would ring and off the hook. I mean, mm-hmm. all night long, and, and they didn't understand back in the day the time change. Time change, and, right? So, I mean, we had to get an answering machine because it was getting crazy. So I was getting recruited from like probably 40 colleges and, you know, all of a sudden I was, I was on the scene and, and then people were saying, hey, after that game, you might be a lottery pick. You mm. know, you know I, I don't think you should be, should be going to college. And so that... Had that, not to cut you off, had that even crossed your mind no, prior to that? No, not a chance. I was, I was looking at colleges and then I was, I was even thinking about staying maybe in Europe. Go to, I visited like a Barcelona, like a mm-hmm. great team in, uh, in Italy, Milan. Uh, I thought maybe I'll go pro there a little bit, uh, have a good competition. Um, and then maybe if I make it come on later, but you know, like I said, that that game changed yeah, changed everything. Really cool. Uh, pissed off the press a little bit because you kind of had to do what was right for you, you know, by leaving, and then obviously you had to leave your club to even play in it. Correct? Can you speak to a little bit of kind of what it, back home? Although it would change your life in a positive, there, it wasn't positive from everyone's outlook. Yeah, and that, uh, <laughs> so that was a tough tough period because we were in the in the playoffs for getting promoted you know in 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 europe that you can get promoted and relegated so we were in the second division at the time and we wanted to go up in the first division and we tried for years ever since i started at the age of 15 and every year we're right there and we didn't make it and that year we had a good team and we had a great uh foreigner he was he was amazing at back in the days you only could play with one foreigner on the Mm -hmm. team Mm -hmm. they still had the rule in the first division you had two in the in the second division you had one and he was he was amazing and so we we thought we'd have a great shot at it and then this game came along and my coach at the time my personal coach holger is like i think you gotta go we gotta go but we can't tell the team Mm. and so i finished a playoff game that sunday and on monday morning we drove to frankfurt and flew out and i didn't tell the team but we didn't tell the management and so, of course, that didn't go well. You know, uh, some <laughs> of the guys had big bonuses on the line. How it is in Europe when you actually get promoted, uh, they they get paid. And so, uh, I heard there was some bad blood a little bit. Um, but fast forward, I come back that weekend. I had a good game, and the team won the game that I was gone. So it ended up being amazing, uh, and we ended up uh, getting promoted that year. And you know, I had a good game. So everything, knock on wood, worked out great. But. Uh, uh, I heard some of the guys were a little bit, uh, a little bit pissed off. You can't never feel guilty about doing what's best for you. I know, but in the middle of the playoffs, I guess never. that's uh, that's a little tough. Yeah, but, fuck. yeah, fuck. Stupid. Don't get that money. Yeah, yeah, I stay. Yeah, it worked so. out. It worked out well. So, growing up in American culture, uh, movies, rap, basketball, <laughs> how was that? Well, I was a big '90s kid, you yeah. know. I loved a lot. once I started playing basketball. I got more in, into the culture, and you know, and, and the rap, and the, and the, listen to Wu Tang Clan, and I mean, yeah. I, all, I had all that. I had Shout all that. Woo. Yeah, woo. I had all that in, in my repertoire, and uh, I don't know. I loved it, you know, wearing the, the Jordan shoes, and uh, and yeah, I just, I just try to be a basketball guy, and um, it was it was fun, and then. But when I came over, it was a lot was different, and my, my language was just not quite there. Yet. My English, I was I was really shy. My first year, you know, didn't really understand the guys in the locker room. It's a little different from the English I learned in school, uh, as you guys different. know. Yeah. So, the slang. Um, 
and slang and, and, and so I didn't really understand that much so my first year I was just kind of trying to learn and and, and learn on the fly and pick up all the calls on the court understand the guys off the court so that was probably the hardest transition my year one and it was a lockout year 98-99 so we you know we had like six games in eight days so they, they threw a lot at me my, my first year and Looking back, it was a very important year, but going through it, yeah, it, was, it sucked. Homesick know? at all during that journey? I, I've, honestly, I didn't really have that much time, honestly. Uh, there were so many games my first year, uh, and literally after the, the day of the last game, I was out the next day. I, was, mm. like, I couldn't wait to go need, home. But need a break. I was, it was good for me to have Steve Nash on. You know, We mm-hmm. talked about him early. Finley was, uh, was good for me. I had good two friends that, that were there for me that helped me and took me out of the hotel room when I was, when I was homesick and uh, they, they were big for me, big supporters on and off the floor. And, uh, I'm not sure I would have gone this smooth with, without them. Mm. So they, I owe them a lot and they're friends for life. We, we talk to them all the time. We see each other. We go on vacation together with the kids now. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a tight bond we formed a long time ago and I'm, I'm glad those guys were here for me at the time. Steve was my vet when I got drafted, so I know <laughs> Steve Nash, my guy. Um, your name has been uh, dropped 107 times in hip hop songs. You have a favorite one? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. Times. I yeah, so didn't someone know really that. did some digging to get that oh, 107, wow. not 106. 107. 107. You got a favorite that you can remember off the top of your head? No, actually, I, I, I can't <laughs> even remember one that's, uh, that my name was dropped. Uh, but I, I got I to do some of my research on that one. Yeah, 107 times. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, check that out. Holder Geschwidner, <laughs> man behind the scenes will help you get recognized. Talk about him. Yeah, so I met him when I was about 15 and uh, just developed a good relationship. I mean, he was uh, he played in the 72 Olympics uh, for Germany, so he he played the game himself and was playing a little bit still, <clears throat> still at the time, and I was on a, on a youth team, and he saw me playing, and he came up to me after the game and was like, hey, who practiced with you and your skills? And I'm like, Really, nobody. I didn't know who he was. It was just some older gentleman that came up to me. So I'm like, nobody really. I just, I'm still in high school, and I, you know, I play tennis and I play basketball a little bit. So, uh, and he's like, you got it. You you got what it takes. You got a good feel mm-hmm. for the ball, but you need to improve on your skills, your shooting and dribbling and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Sounds good. So the fall of fast forward a couple months later, he actually showed up at my club, and he's like, I would love to work with you and, and help you right, out right. and. And, and really, I had nothing to lose. All I was doing was, was playing a little bit on the club team. And so uh, we started work about once, twice a week at the beginning because I was still in school and uh, I could really see a rapid, rapid improvement. He, he thought outside the box. He had, had different training methods and didn't believe in weight training at all. It was all body weight training and, you know, handstands. And uh, I mean, some of the stuff has been, has been reported, but he was, he was definitely a different guy. And, and then he came to my f- parents' house and said, "Hey, I think he's he's got a lot of talent. If he if he if he wants to really go for it, you know, we, we can go for it. But he, I need him all in." And then that's when I, I quit tennis and uh, went all in on basketball and started training, you know, every day. And um, and he was my mentor basically my entire career. And still friends, obviously, his day he's almost eighty now, but wow. he's doing well. He's still back home in Germany, so. He helped me a lot in times where, you know, especially the first couple of years where stuff wasn't going right. My jumper was gone for two, three days straight. I'd call him up. He'd be on the plane. He'd be come over the next day. So he helped me through a ton, and I owe him a lot. Is, is he responsible for those 
spinning shots and the weird warm-up shots? For sure. He's, he's a, he, was a, he was responsible for all that. I mean, he taught me everything, how to shoot, how to move, mm -hmm. how, to, how to dribble, how to play the game. And he always said, listen, you're, you might be tall, but you're not the most athletic. You're not built strong. He's like, if you, you want to go to the NBA, you got to bring something new to the game. And, and that's why we kept working on the jump shot constantly because he's like, you know, you're not going to be as athletic as, as the guys at the fours and five spots. You need to, if you want to get a little bit of recognition there or, or make it, you have to bring something else to the table. And so, mm -hmm. like I said, that was his vision outside of, outside of the box, not, not training like everybody else. And so I was always training with face to the basket, shooting threes, trying to one or two dribbling up. Uh, and so that's that's how I started to learn how to play the, the game. And so later on, <clears throat> I, then I felt completely uncomfortable. We'll get to that series later, but I wasn't comfortable playing with the back to the basket at all because mm -hmm. all my all my basically ever since I learned it when, when I was fifteen, I always faced the basket. So mm -hmm. that's uh, that's what all, uh, all the stuff that Holger taught me. <clears throat> you are you already been a, a big part of the culture because of your game. Like we all. But when you married a sister, you know what, you, you know how much we fell in love with you, bro. Sure, this dude is crazy. I'm just saying, like, is that, is that on the screen? It, that, it was. Uh, it actually was. It actually was. Look right there. Look right there. Dirk marrying a sister. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, but uh, for real talk though, you know everybody's a fan of Dirk, but the culture fell in love with you ten times more when you married a sister. Talk about family, and, yeah, and what that means to you. you obviously, you have three kids. Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, it's been a cra crazy journey, you know, off the floor, uh, made some mistakes as well. Uh, we all have. Well, well documented. We all have. And, <laughs> well documented. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I ended up being being super lucky and I, I met Jess at, at a, like a charity event and a bunch of, a while ago and then uh, got married like right away. We we're both, you know, ready for, for family and shoot, we we're married last year, was over 10 years already. Oh, wow. So nice. um, three kids now. They're 10, 8, and 6, and, you know, the oldest is a girl, two boys. Uh, they're just there starting their, their journey in sports with, with tennis and soccer, and so it's been, it's been fun. It's, it makes me super proud of, to just watch them. And, uh, so fatherhood and, and being married, it's, uh, it's been a dream of mine. It's been, uh, I'm enjoying every minute. Now, they're in a great age, and now I'm obviously done. I'm retired. I have time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a boss. I can go to everything I want, and mm -hmm. so it's been, we can travel the world, which we've done. Um, you know, we have. I'm from Germany. My sister, uh, my wife is half Swedish, half Kenyan. So we go to Africa. Mm -hmm. We go to Sweden. So I want them to. I want our kids to, to be global citizens, and you know, speak yeah. different languages and travel the world. Whatever later on they get thrown into, they can handle. And so mm -hmm. uh, it's been it's been a fun journey off the court with them the last couple of years since since retirement. Yeah. Love it. Ninety eight draft heavy. Bibby, Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, <laughs> Paul Pierce to name a few. Uh, what was your draft process like? And and did you have to do a bunch of workouts? A couple of workouts? How many workouts you do? So I did I did actually none. Uh -oh. uh, okay. I wasn't <laughs> well, actually. So, so at the time, no, I did I did one. For, well, obviously, some NBA teams saw me here, and then Donnie Nelson. Uh, who was assistant coach here for the Mavs? He was the assistant coach of the Hoop Heroes team that we talked about earlier. So he's obviously seen me up front and close for like a week, um, and and then I did a workout for for the Boston Celtics, I think for Rick Pitino somewhere, and he was on in Italy on vacation, and so he saw me. I I knew Dallas at the sixth pick. I knew um, Boston at the tenth pick at the time. 
And uh, but the rest was kind of up in the air because I, I told everybody I wasn't I wasn't quite sure if I was ready for it. Mm. I wasn't. I told him I might still pull out. I'm, I can still go to college. I don't have an agent. Uh, I can still stay in Europe. So I I didn't even go to the draft. I think I drafted at that year it was in Toronto. I can't remember Vancouver. I think it was in Canada. And uh, I didn't go to the draft because I thought there's no way somebody's actually taking me with with that risk of me not showing up and waste a top ten pick and. So I, I stayed in Germany. I trained all the way through and um, got a call in the middle of the night. Or Holger, my, uh, my guide, got a call from Donnie in the middle of the night, said, hey, uh, Dallas, we picked you. Mm. And we're like, what? <laughs> uh, and uh, sure enough, like literally a day or two days later, they flew in. Um, Donnie flew in. Big Nelly, uh, who you guys know. Uh, was the coach at the time and Rossboro Jr., who was the owner before mm-hmm. um, Cubes. Mm-hmm. So they all came to, to my hometown of Würzburg and uh, hang out for a couple of days and got to know my family. And uh, and they were like, listen, don't make a uh, decision bef- uh, to say no before you haven't seen Dallas and met some of the fellas. So they flew me in a couple of days after the draft. I got to meet Steve and Mike and some of the other players. And um, they were like, listen, we're not a great team. We're a young team. We're still growing, and you know, we're just you know, there's no pressure on you. And um, and then I was like, you know what? They they think they're that I could do it, and so I decided well, I'll I'll come. Wow! So it was a big step for me. Uh, of course, coming out of Germany, they haven't really played first division yet, and so that was a big jump from basically the second division in Germany to the NBA. I mean, that was it's quite quite a decision then. Um, and then uh, there was a lockout uh, in 98, so I couldn't sign a contract. So that, that allowed me to stay in Germany a couple, almost six more months, got to train, got to play first division from a home club because we had just gotten promoted. Those months were important for me, I think, where I played some, you know, some men and some, had a, a little better competition every day. And so, um, and then, yeah, somewhere in January, they called me and said, the season is saved and I was mm. like oh no I was secretly hoping that they would catch like, the whole season right? I know right? right secretly hoping I can have a whole year to train and get ready more and get a little more str- stronger but sure enough they called me and they saved the season so then I came over end of January and then it was like right from to February it. to May it was like a three months crazy whirlwind season so it was uh, that was wild but glad it, uh, I'm glad I got through it first impression of Big Nelly done i mean he was he was the master master ma- mastermind uh he was you know honestly i was lucky i was lucky to, to to get to a team where where he was you know i think back when i got started in the late 90s there were not a lot of coaches that, that wanted big guys to shoot mm-hmm. and pick and pop and sometimes even brought the ball up and you know uh, if I would have ended up somewhere else in another system, or even with Rick Patino, you know, who had me from the full court press, I don't defense, think that. Right. Full court I don't think that would have uh, that would have worked well for me. I think <laughs> so. Uh, I was in a perfect system with with Steve and uh, and Mike, who who supported me. So uh, I was I was really fortunate there. And and all Nelly was kind of doing was his place was super simple. I mean, you guys know it was a high pick and roll, it was fist up, it was a fist side. <laughs> and then there was these elbow catches with Same. some curls Same around, shit. and, and yeah. the rest was let let him let him play. So but that, that, uh, that, I, that I, thought we, we process is like the number one offense in the league for a lot of different yeah. teams when he ran it. Yeah, it was simple, but it it, it, it got the job done. Yeah. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You were in the golden era of power forwards. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Chris Webber, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Baker, Carl Malone, McDice, Juwan Howard. I know we're forgetting some, but yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a, that was the strongest position in the league, probably outside of center at the time. And what was it like for you early on? Oh man, it was, it was tough. Um, the, every night I had to bring it. And the good thing was, uh, my defense obviously was never great in my career, but at the beginning it was like really terrible. So <laughs> what they were doing is I would either, if I would end up on one of these guys, they would just have me front. And so I had to work on my fronting as soon as they crossed like 
the, the little free throw line try to post me i would just try to wrestle my way around him and, and as soon as they lob here comes sean bradley over at seven six and we'll kind of trap him so that was that was one defensive strategy and the other one was just let the fives guard their fours and i would i would guard the fives just because you know they're they're these guys were so good and uh, they were i was a mismatch to, to all these guys so you know, it's all Nelly coming up with, with, with defensive things that we can kind of get away with, with me being on the court and stretching the court on, on offense and, and getting away with it on the defensive end. But at the end of the day, we still try to outscore you. You know, mm-hmm. Steve on the show, right. Finn posting up, doing his all-around game, and I'm running around shooting. And so that was, uh, those were some fun years, man. We had uh, with Nick Van Exel, and uh, we had... <laughs> he was tough. We had a good squad. So, but yeah, the, the power forward was loaded, and it also, of course, made me better because I, I knew I had to I had to bring my A game every yeah, night. Every night. Your first season, you struggled a little bit. Second and third season, you started to find your, your stride. You know, 40 game, 40 wins, 53 wins. By year three, you're at 22-10 and shooting 40% from the three-point line, which is unheard of because, again... People your size aren't really shooting threes at that time. Um, what clicked for you? What changed? Well, I was fortunate there. My my second year, um, you know, they saw I was a little too slow for. Uh, actually, I started uh, being a small forward because they knew I can't go to uh, any other power forwards. So I started small forward, and then that was tough to keep up, though. So they, they kind of saw, okay, this is not. He's not really a small forward in this league. So let's try to play him at power forward. And then we had a guy named Gary Trent. You guys probably Strong. remember him. Mm-hmm. He was an ox. So, and, and he played amazing for us my rookie year. And then he was clearly the starter going into in the, my second year, and uh, which was totally fine. I, can, uh, I would have come just off the bench. And then in preseason, uh, he tore his hamstring. And so... Basically, there were not a lot of other power forwards on the roster. So, uh, you know, we, we kind of had to make it work. And that's when we came up with all these defensive schemes. But then all of a sudden, my year two, I went from not starting in, in my first year to playing 30, 35 minutes a night. And confidence rose. Confidence, mm-hmm. you know, got, got to play through mistakes uh, and learn from mistakes. And finally, my language started to catch up. Um, now I had a full training camp under me. I finally got an apartment and a car. I was feeling settled. So mm-hmm. I think all that I played in the year two, where year one was just so quick. And I um, mean, you know, I had a rental car my whole year one. I didn't really <laughs> have time to get settled even. So that, that all played in, felt more comfortable off the floor, and then had a lot of playing time. Got to, got to learn and make some mistakes. And, and the fellas obviously helped me with everything. So that, that was a big jump from year one to year two. And that, that year two kind of set me up to, mm-hmm. to keep going and keep getting better. And, and that gave me a lot of confidence for sure. Real quick, Jeff, you go. I want to say, hopefully this was you and it wasn't someone else. Did you not know how to use the AC in your car? That was you, right? That I heard a story you. about that. <laughs> Tell us, because it's hot as shit out here in the summertime. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, you know, uh, so I have my year one, um, I just had a rental rental car because I was literally here. I knew I was here only for three months. And uh, and so I was I was coming to my rental. The guys were always killing me when I drove up in my little <laughs> mini car. And then... Uh, yeah, it was going, you know, the season was going longer. It was going into May and it was already getting warm. And I'd, I'd come to the game and I had a couple sweat drips on my forehead. And they're like, <laughs> where are you coming from? You know, you run in or something? And, and one day I'm like, no, it's, it's always hot. I've got to drive with my uh, and roll down my windows. It's so hot. 
And then uh, someone That's the actually, wrong thing to do in Texas. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. But they actually showed me. So there's this button that's AC. And, and <laughs> Change I, your I life. Yeah. I didn't have that in, in my first car in Germany. I didn't have an AC button. So I had no idea. I, was, I kept, you know, putting the fan up, but it was, it was blowing warm air. So I always came to the game sweaty, and then until <laughs> until I found the AC button, and that uh, that was a life changer. You know, this new phenomenon. Right? I think it's called yogging <laughs> with a soft J. Oh damn, that's funny. Yogging. Yeah, I gotta see Ron Burgundy. Um, Dennis Rodman had a brief stand here. What was that like? I was wild. I mean. I don't, you know. <laughs> I'm a big Chicago Bulls fan in the 90s there, obviously. Uh, so he was, he was one of my heroes. And then, um, you know, Cubes bought the team the second, my second year, halfway through. And he's like, you know, we need to make a splash here. We need to get on the map. This is a Cowboys town. And I want to bring the, Ma the Mavericks back. Uh, I think I'm going to sign Dennis Rodman. And we're like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, but he ended up doing it. And... It was it was quite an experience. Um, so he uh, every time so as a team meeting, we usually meet with Nelly, obviously with forty minutes before the game. So the first game, we have Dennis Rodman. We're all kind of like excited. He's starting. So forty minute rolls around. He gets up. Nelly's about to start the film. Rodman gets up and goes take a shower. We're like okay. <laughs> so he comes back. He didn't see the video. He doesn't know the coverages. So he just goes out and kind of does. Sometimes he squeezes. Sometimes he hedges a little bit. Sometimes he does nothing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe he just did it one time. Second game, 40 minutes on the clock, he gets up and showers. So he missed all the pregame meetings before the game and had no idea about the coverages that we were doing and kind of did his own thing. And I was like, that was just his routine. At 40 minutes before the game, he was, he was showering. And then, uh, and then after the game, he would just uh, put his own gear on and would go lift hard for like an hour and a half, two hours. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be with the team. Would just be find, find his, his, his workout room. And he had his little workout coach. And then uh, they were just lifting heavy for like an hour and a half after the game. And then he just put on a cowboy hat with these long feathers, didn't shower, and just <laughs> walked right out the arena. And it was, and, and the media scrum would chasing him and he's, and he's mumbling something. Like it, was, it was a, a comedy sideshow. And then it just wouldn't work. It wasn't working well. The, the, those couple of games he was here. And, uh, but it was definitely a splash. I mean, uh, you know, the, the arena was full and he, he's, he got kicked out of one game. He sat on the court for a while and the refs didn't want to throw him out. I mean, it was, a lot of stuff happened, which uh, which was a cool experience for me, I guess, as a young guy yeah. growing up. Uh, but it just basketball wise, it just unfortunately mm -hmm. didn't work. How did you get your signature move? Well, I think I started shooting that later. Um, you know, in your twenties, you have the power. If something's crowded, you, you try to rip through and get the basket. You get fouled a lot, and just as I got older, uh, I lost a step, and you know, I, I didn't want really to do all the grinding, get fouled. Uh, so I, I looked for, for, for a shot that I can do with, without a lot of, you know, effort, you know, mm -hmm. I'm tall. It was just one or two bumps and lean back. I knew nobody can get to the shot. So, uh, that's really how I, I started shooting it a little bit at the beginning. And, you know, of, of course I had the support from the coaches cause you know, not a lot of guys wanted to shoot a one leg mm -hmm. fadeaway, but you know, they saw it go in a little bit and I was practicing it a little bit. And so. I started shooting and mostly that, that year we actually had the, the championship run and
things were going really well there and, and, and I made most of them. So um, I was like, okay, this is a good weapon for me going forward. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, guys was really starting to crowd me because I uh, lost this to a step or two. And then uh, this was just a way for me to still stay efficient and, and, and still be a decent scorer even in old age. Mm-hmm. He said decent. Cut it out. <laughs> right. Uh, 03. You hurt your knee in game four yes. against the Spurs. I didn't mean that, but yeah. I'm glad you were um, uh, No. How tough, <laughs> how tough is that? I mean, obviously it changed the series dramatically. Uh, mentally, kind of your first injury in the NBA, big injury in the NBA. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, we were that was the year when we had Van Exel, and he was he was amazing for Unbelievable. us. Unbelievable. We had a we had a fun crew that year. Uh, I still think you guys would have beaten us. Honestly, I mean, you guys were were so solid, and with with Timmy and and everybody. I mean, I still don't think even if I'm healthy, we we win that series. But at least um, go seven. It would it would have been it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. I think uh, like we had such a we had such a good run, but they were such a juggernaut on defense that our offense never really clicked the way we wanted because they were so smart and well coached, and you know Timmy in the middle and. So I'm not sure we would have beaten you guys, but that that was brutal to sit there and watch. I think it was Manu who like fell into my knee and I just sprained my knee mm-hmm. and I wanted to play so bad the next game and then I actually I even went to the pregame workout and um, and I looked okay and that's where actually Nelly and Cuban went into it got into it a little bit and they mm-hmm. were never on the same page again I think. Cubes wanted me to play the way I worked out pregame, and, and Nelly was like, "Listen, he's twenty three, long career, uh, ahead of long him. career ahead of him. I'm not going to play him." And That's what so, Cubes said. Uh, yeah. and, and and so they they didn't see eye to eye actually ever since after that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, going back now, I think it was the right decision not to play because uh, because I was so young and and even just standing there watching some of the game, I felt my knee was getting a little weak and a little sore, and mm-hmm. so. I think it was the right decision not to play, but of course, it was, I mean, it was tough. To we put him there. in the game playing game six because we they, they were saying he was going to yeah. no, They were saying he was uh-huh. going to play, uh-huh. and it was game six, so we just uh-huh. knew he was going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he didn't put that uniform on, no, yes. yeah. and then we had remember we had Walt Williams after yep. after every three he <laughs> yep. gave a shake, and then we were up uh, going to fourth going like to fifteen fourth. points, and there comes Steve Kerr. We I don't we didn't have him on the on the radar at all. And he came in, and we obviously trapped Timmy every time down, and um, and, and Steve hit like four or five. Four in a row. Hasn't played all year. All, all game. All, 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 and even, Tim was having a bad playoffs. game too. Yeah, I don't think he played that playoffs uh, the whole Steve. I, I'm he not didn't. sure, but he did. Uh, he comes in, drains four threes, and completely changed mm. the game. And heartbreaking. Uh, that was uh, that was a tough one. And, and maybe I would have tried to play in seven, uh, mm-hmm. but. Hey, well, we'll never know, but you, like I said, you guys were. So yeah, I had twenty three that game. Yeah, easy twenty three. Wow, you you wasn't out there, so it was cool. Oh <laughs> uh, six up two zero against Miami in the finals, and um, D Wade and, and Shaq and company come back on you guys and win four straight. What was that like mentally? Well, it was, you know, there were a couple of low points in my career. That was definitely one of them. You know, uh, we left here two zero. Feeling good. The, the the Dallas Morning News and newspaper here had the parade route already in the paper. Wow. So, uh, mm. speaking of a jinx. That's so but, bad. Uh, yeah, Man, you was, can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. But uh, we, were, we were kind of going down there. Things are going well. We think we're going to win this. And then we're still playing well in game three. And we were still up. 
with like a couple minutes to go, we were, we were still up. And then, uh, you know, we ended up losing that game. And then things kind of just fell apart. I think we're still too young. We weren't quite ready uh, for that stage. And um, that was really, that was D-Wade's coming out party. I mean, mm. he was unguardable, yeah, he was pick and rolls, getting to the basket at will. A lot he of started throws. to make some shots. We couldn't keep him in front of us. And so, uh, yeah, we ended up losing, got blown out in game four. Um, switched hotels before game five. Avery snapped on us after game four. He's like, too much family here. I want out. So we moved somewhere to Fort Lauderdale and, uh, and, and tried to stop the bleeding and then lost, lost a close one in game five again and then um, lost it here in game six. So, you know, I was, I was really frustrated, disappointed, but honestly, I was, I was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm in my prime. I'm ready for this. Um, we're going to be back. We have a good team. We're bringing the same team back again next year. And uh, so I, I wasn't as disappointed in 06 as, uh, as I actually was in 07. <laughs> right, but oh, but, but looking, well, back, looking back at that, though, you, do you see something that y'all could have switched after game two to make that series go uh, in differently? Looking I mean, back at it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, uh, D Wade was was incredible that series. Uh, I don't know if we could have trapped them more, trying to keep them out the lane. Uh, I'm not sure, but their role players started to play better too. Mm -hmm. And and you know they had Antoine Walker and Gary Payton mm -hmm. and Posey. They had, they had some good players, and then uh, you know they they started to get more confidence after that first win. And right. They started to play better, shoot better from the outside. You know Haslam is is a great player. I always had a lot of respect for him. He's he's probably one of the guys that guarded me best throughout my career. So mm -hmm. uh, they had they had a good team, and so which uh, if we finish that game three off with a little more experience, I think then that then we have it. Yeah. But yeah. since we let them we let them get some life and the get blood. to they yeah. they got hyped and, and and played even harder, and then you know that's yeah the rest was history. Next season. MVP, 60 plus wins. Uh, Nelly took this personal. Like we weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs, but he said if we get in the playoffs, we're gonna play Dallas and we're gonna beat him. <laughs> and that's all I care about in life. Yeah, and he quit. Yeah. The I, I don't know, I was like quits a big well, win. He might have checked out after he, he didn't give a damn after that. Yeah. So <laughs> that that season again, huge sixty-five wins, sixty-seven wins, sixty-eight, 68 wins, sixty-seven, sixty-seven. Yeah, sixty-seven, yeah, 67 wins. 67. You're the MVP. Uh, one verse eight. Uh, what is your thought going into that series versus? Because we actually played you guys well that season, although we were out of the mix at the time. We played you guys well. Yeah. Uh, so where's in 06, like I said, I wasn't that frustrated. I, of course, I was a little disappointed, but I was like, I'm in my prime. Next year, we're coming in where we have the same it. team. We're going to roll. Start the season off 0-4. Um, win in a double overtime in, in Phoenix. We're about to go 0-5, and we win, and then roll the rest of the season. It was just one of those rolls where, like, we were on the road somewhere. We're down in the fourth quarter, and we just looked at each other. And Jet was like, "We're we're gonna we're gonna come mm -hmm. back and win this. We're gonna get some big stars when we need them, and we're gonna just find some offense and, and give the ball to me and Jet, and we'll we'll make it happen." So, there was we had a, a crazy amount of confidence through, during that whole season. And then here come the Warriors, and uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, we didn't love playing you guys. I gotta say, it's uh, that was a, that was a tough matchup. That was a, yeah, you could laugh. I, I wish I could <laughs> he laugh. Said, he said, we didn't love playing you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could laugh. Now, you were you guys were a, a tough matchup for us. Not only did Nelly know every every strength of ours since he coached us, um, 
and he he knew exactly what to do. Bro, I had yeah. tape on you, just you, your moves. Just up to about thirty minutes of just your tape, bro. Well, there were a lot of moves. It was always going left. Yeah. You always said you can only go, <laughs> you go left. You can only go left. You no, but you also had a lot of teams. Obviously, had the blueprint, but they didn't have the personnel to pull it off. Yeah, you guys had a small team that always gave me problems and other problems. You guys are fronting in the post. Usually, I can catch on anybody. We had a tough time getting the ball to me, pass it first of all. Then every time I, I drove one way and I spun, we sent somebody. came the trap. He's gonna spin. He's Go gonna spin. I like shooting out of my spin. Yeah. So then when I we didn't have a great shooting team or we didn't have a great passing team. So both of these things, you guys just just took advantage of. It was it was tough. I couldn't stop the bleeding. I didn't I didn't shoot well. I mean that was. That was probably my worst playoff series uh, that I've played, and all the credit, obviously, to you guys. And that was that was tough. And then I took 07 almost harder than 06 because you know uh, maybe I had such high expectations. We beat the Spurs like three out of four that year. Yep. In my mind, I'm saying we're we're winning the championship mm -hmm. that year. And and I had so much uh, made so much pressure on myself, and then maybe maybe I was even froze up a little bit too much. I, I didn't play loose against you guys. I didn't have fun, and so that was that was one that was one of the toughest. I felt like almost embarrassed for for a couple of weeks. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to go to the MVP ceremony, take the MVP. You know, usually back in the days, the MVP ceremony was during the second round mm -hmm. during the, the pregame. We didn't have a game anymore. Some I had to put a suit on and go down there, and it was just it was just awkward. I didn't want to be there. So uh, yes, every time I see my MVP trophy now at home, it's unfortunately see, uh, in uh, my Steve mind. Jackson I think of you guys. Well, I think of all the smoke when I see my uh, my <laughs> dumb. Uh, uh, well, did you throw a chair or something at the wall in Oracle? What was yeah, because I've, I've never heard this story. Yeah, yeah. how that happened? So I'm. I'm, I was I was just pissed off. I, I'm not quite sure how it happened. Somebody said it was a trash can. Uh, somebody said it was a chair. I don't think a trash can could actually make a hole like this. So I, I can't, actually can't remember how it happened. But yeah, afterwards, somebody said, yeah, there you made a hole. a hole in the wall. And, and they then, hung uh, a We Believe jersey up next to like some assholes. Yeah, yeah they did. That. <laughs> it was there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was until there they got forever. the new building. It was there forever, which was great. I mean, you guys had a had a fun team. I think and well deserved. You know, with all due respect, you winning MVP and as good as your team, you came back with a different. You were different the next year, though. We felt like like when we like we you helped know. you. You came back a different dirt. Well, you know, as it is in life, you have to learn from from tough situations, from tough tough moments, and I felt like. You know, you guys pushed me to to be better a little bit with my back to the basket. You know, that was I mentioned it earlier. I always liked to face, like to drive, and then spin. It was just it was a little too predictable. So, um, you know, I said you have to add. You have to add more to your game. You have to work hard this summer and be be a better be a better leader and more complete player. So, uh, I got a lot more comfortable. You know, posting up then, and, and even if it was free throw line or. Mm -hmm. or down the box and I would never even still then I would not out muscle you and get to the basket but I was more comfortable there operating in that area and, and shooting over smaller guys mm -hmm. shooting fadeaways and then the one legger came and so mm -hmm. I think yeah you guys forced me to to get back in the lab and 
and get better and, and push. And, and I always say without the disappointments in 06 and 07, I wouldn't yep. have been the closer in 11. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's very true. Sure. You, know, you have to go through tough times and, and, and learn from, from, from tough mistakes and, and, and get better. And so 11 is crazy. that was, uh, you guys pushed me to be, to be better. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So eight and ten, you guys are building. Uh, you bring in Jason Kidd, Trix, Sean Marion, Peja. Karan, who doesn't help you get down the stretch run because he gets hurt, but was a big piece. Uh, Rick Carlisle as well. What did all those pieces mean to you? So actually when we made, I was like, okay, 07, we still had the best team going to 08. We lose to you guys, but we're, we won 67 games. I'm like, we're, we're straight. We're good. 
And then the OAT season started and stuff is just not going that well. And then it actually shows don't take stuff for granted, man. Sometimes things can change in a heartbeat within one season. You know, all of a sudden we're, we're not right there anymore. We're not with the best team all of a sudden. Teams have passed us by. And then our window from 06 and 07 all of a sudden looked closed. And so things were not going well at all in the 08 season. And then uh, we did the trade at, at, at Osa game for Jay Kidd. We felt like his leadership is, is, is you know, we, like I mentioned earlier, we're in great passing. We're in great, great playmaking. Uh, we had some good scorers at the guards, but not not getting everybody involved, playmakers. And so we made the deal for uh, for Jay Kidd at the All-Star game. And and that didn't pan out the way we wanted to at the beginning either. Um, so there, in, in 08 to, to 10, there was there were a lot of changes. Um, you know, we still had Avery when, uh, uh, when Jay Kidd first came. And then, you know, Carla took over, I believe, in the 08 09 season. Um, then we did the big trade with, with Washington to bring in Haywood. D. Steve, who was crazy, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and of course Karan, and so the, they fit in well. And all of a sudden, you know, there the window is open again. We felt like we had a good team. We had some veterans, and um, yeah, and going into that, um, you know, ten eleven season, we felt like we had a good team. I don't think we were necessarily favorites, but we felt like we had some veterans, and we had a good start to the season. And then I got hurt right around Christmas time, and then. So I was out, I was hurt, and then New Year's Day, I'll never forget, uh, we're in Milwaukee, that's where Karan is from, and I'm sitting out in a suit because I'm not playing, and Karan goes up for a rebound and just screams and lays on the ground, and I'm, so we're all rushing over there, and I see, literally, he tore his patella tendon, mm -hmm. and his, his kneecap had dislocated, so it sat, it sat up top on his thigh. Mm. I'm like, I'm trying to dry heave. It was, it was nasty. And so our trainer was like, oh my God, we need wheelchair, wheelchair. And that was one of the toughest thing I've seen. I mean, Karan is pretty tough. So yeah. he heard wheelchair and he's from Wisconsin. His grandmother was there, his family. We're seeing. He's like, I'm not, I'm not getting out of here in, in a wheelchair. Mm. So he's like, I watched him push his kneecap down oh, shit. Oh, shit. by himself. And he gets up and starts hobbling. You know how in the, in the old Milwaukee arena, long, that was a track to, yeah. to go back to yeah. the locker room. And he walked out on his own power. I said, this, this guy, this guy is built different. And, uh, but then, you know, here we go again. We're thinking our, our window's closing, you know, uh, losing. Our, he was probably our second best score. I think he yeah. was our second best mm -hmm. scorer oh, that year. And so we're like, oh God, here it goes again, right? It's just a bunch of bad luck. And, um, but I, I would say that he, he motivated us, inspired us, the way he wanted to come back and fought and re attacked rehab. I mean, he was almost ready to play in that, in that final series in 11. I mean, mm -hmm. he, was, he was a beast. And every day watching him, how he, how he handled himself, how he attacked that rehab, that, that really motivated us and that, that inspired us for that 10-11 uh, run. Hmm. Blazers, Lakers, OKC Miami. <laughs> 28 points per game, 49% field goal, 46% three-point, 94% from the free throw line. Gee, Willikers. Took down Kobe, KD, and LeBron. Mm. We call that, as you know, on one. <laughs> you was definitely on one. What, what mind frame were you in? Well, I had a, I had a good run. run. You know, I, I started, we started against Portland. They, they gave us some problems. They, you know, that Marcus, B-Roy. B-Roy still. Mm -hmm. they, had, they had a good team. They were, they were smart. 
Uh, and so uh, we didn't play that well there. We almost lost one at home, and uh, it took us a while. Get took us a while to to get going. And now I felt like that we lost both both games in Portland, and it was it was two two coming back here. And that still, I remember to this day, I was like, we're not going to lose to them. We're not going to lose game five on our home court. And um, I don't know why I said that to the team. I usually don't say much in team meetings and stuff. I'm, I'm a quiet guy. I let the coaches do their thing. But that day, I'm like, even in the pregame meeting, I was like, they're, they're not beating us. Where we got this. You know, how, you know what they do to your this. teammate to hear Dirk say that, though? <laughs> you just in the back of the locker room quiet. Yeah. Like, it is talking Nah, they ain't beating us today. Yeah, that's everybody. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I just felt that. I just felt that because in game four we were up like twenty, and B Roy made that magical run, and they beat us. And I just had that. That's not going to happen again. And so, and then from there we started a roll. We started a roll. Uh, we won game five at home, beat them in game six, went straight down to L.A. and and, and stole a miracle game one where Kobe was like hot mm-hmm. at like forty. I think it seemed like he couldn't miss. And we basically stole that one at the buzzer, and from there, I don't know. We just we just got confidence was getting better, and we had the roles were defined perfectly, right? You had you had tricks and 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 kid and and Tyson. They were the defenders, right? Mm-hmm. On offense, we we knew Jet and I and, and JJ. We were going to wheel and deal and and do our thing, and obviously we had some shooters, but. I felt like we our roles were were perfectly defined, and we had uh, you know a great bench that we can change the tempo a little bit. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a magical time. We had Pager uh, that we signed somewhere in February. Uh, I think we he got bought out in Toronto, and we took a chance on him. He didn't look like he could play with his back, and he rehabbed for two three months every day, and then gave us unbelievable run there. Uh, made some huge shots in the Lakers and, and OKC series, and so uh, everything that we did that year kind of panned out, and uh, you know, it was, it was fortunate, I guess. You guys end up getting to the top of the mountain uh, on a hell of a journey. Um, were there ever times, Cube talked about it at, at some point in your career, trying to get Paul Pierce, trying to get Kobe. Was there ever a time you possibly thought about hitting the market or, or possibly playing for someone else? Yeah, I mean, so I, four years was the, the rookie deal. And then basically right, right in the, the, my last year, I believe, on my rookie deal, I signed a max deal. I signed just, uh, you know, the same deal that Vince signed back in the days and Paul. We signed a six-year uh, deal, and then I wasn't—I didn't really hit free agency till my tenth year in the league. So I, was, I think I, I was free agents uh, there in 2010, and um, right before actually the championship year. And you know, I, I didn't want to go anywhere. I loved it here. It's been ten years, but you know, um, you think about, hey, are we ever going to get back to the stage? And so I went to, um, since I really didn't have an agent, Holger was helping me with some of that stuff, but I didn't have an agent. So I just went over to Mark's house and we sat down on his couch and, you know, just reminisce and, and talk for like, you know, two hours on what we've done and how, what, how fun this run was. And, and I said, okay, let's, let's run it back. Yeah. And then go, both got a little emotional talking about their old days. And then uh, I ended up signing that four-year deal and then we ended up winning the championship yeah, sure. and, in year one and so it's uh yeah it, it worked out perfect and then of course i knew i wasn't going to go anywhere after winning the championship mm-hmm. that would have been the only reason to go somewhere at the end to chase something or maybe chase a ring but since since we got it done here i, I never i never had to do that luca uh he came in your last season um 
extremely talented. We talked about off camera. Jack said, did you see this? You're like, I don't know if we saw it to this extent, but he's been special. Um, what is your relationship with him like? And what it, what it, how's it been just being able to see him play night in, night out? Yeah, so when once we uh, my my inner career wasn't pretty, you know, we were struggling. There was uh, some talk of tanking going on, and you know, just things didn't go well here for this franchise, and uh, and we we needed a little spark plug to to, to change things, and, uh, and and here we, I didn't I didn't think there was going to be this kid. Uh, I didn't think <laughs> it was going to be this kid when he walked in the first time here in this practice facility. You know, he looked at he's sick. He's a big boy, but I'm like, ah, I'm not sure this is going to work. Is he quick enough? Is he athletic enough to go by guys like he is in Europe? And so there were there were plenty of doubts there from from everybody on the team. And you know how you meet already before training camp starts. Uh, you know, you meet a month before and you hoop every day and you work out together. And so guys were test trying to test him a little bit and you know foul him a little bit here and there and in their scrimmages and. And you can already see that this kid's got something about him. He's got that mm-hmm. swag. He knows how to play. He was he was getting with some N one mixtape passes out of nowhere, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he was he was flashing some of the, the the talent. So we were we were we were thinking, man, he's he's going to be a really good player. Mm. But uh, I didn't think he was going to go to that level. The <laughs> pass, mean, right? I mean, he's a couple. Yeah, I think it was last season or season before. He averaged triple double for an entire month. I mean. I didn't see that coming. So in my first year, unfortunately, my last my last year, his first year, I was I was hurt a lot. I missed the first 30, 40 games. So I didn't really get to spend, you know, I didn't even go on road trips the first couple months. So uh, that was a little tough. I didn't really get to spend as much time around him as I wanted to. But uh, I mean, that was his time to shine. You know, we, we looked to him and uh, he, he, you know, he took the took the ball and took it from there and yeah just really proud of how he developed and my role with him I guess we're we're friends we're we're cool we're you know when I'm town we go to dinners or whatever mentor would be a little strong because he mm-hmm. he doesn't really need me I mean he's he's as you guys see he's he plays like a 32 year old veteran mm-hmm. how he reads the game how how he carries himself on the court. And uh, I mean, I didn't really, uh, I wish I would love to say I helped him and, and talked to him about <laughs> it, but it's just, the guy just came, he's been a pro since he's like 11 years old. And, and he, that's how he plays <laughs> right. the game. Like there's nothing can rattle him during the game and he just does his thing. And, and, and so his, his development has been incredible. And I didn't think he could get better from year to year, but he's, he's still showing it. And uh, I'm super happy for him. Mm. Uh. How you do anything is how you do everything. <laughs> That's Cube saying. Talk, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark obviously has been a big influence on my career and my life as well. Uh, he bought the team in my second year, and we've developed a great friendship and relationship. And uh, he was always my number one supporter when stuff wasn't going right. Uh, even off the floor, he was there helping me out with stuff. And uh, so he was a big influence for me, and he was always loyal to me. So um, yeah, we've uh, we've had a great friendship. I mean, I say this all the time: how many owners go to their best players' bachelor party in Vegas? But he he was there. He's he part of the life of the party too. Yeah, yeah, Mark for knows sure. That party a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So we had a, a special bond and, and relationship, and and so. Yeah, and that's a, a, at the beginning, he was literally so fired up when he bought the team. He was at every practice, at every road game. He was sitting in the player section on the on the plane, and so he was he was constantly around. And he, his energy and and 
and you know his savviness is uh the way he carries himself kind of uh also obviously carried over to the team so he was uh he was a big influence on me and on the mavericks of course he said something that kind of surprised me when he said when he first got the team because it was new to him so he said guys like you and and steve and and mike kind of helped him learn the ropes and what it's like in the locker room and how players like things and and it was refreshing for me to hear because you think someone who's got a bunch of money and this is my team or my way he was more really almost like a player's owner so to speak as far as kind of getting to really know what you guys like and dislike he yeah he changed everything you know and when when i first got here you know we were doing the bare minimum we were staying in you know marriott's and all that oh, and shit. we had the, uh, the 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 flight flights that everybody had those old planes and then he was like, okay, we need to change some stuff around. I want to, I want to put, I want free agents to come here and look at, at Dallas as the spot to be. And so, he just started turning everything around. I mean, money at that point, at the beginning, didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. He bought a new plane. He built a new arena. We started to stay at these nice hotels. We started to have good catering after. We we didn't even have any food my first even couple got of years. Good catering for the visiting team. Yeah, yeah we started yeah. that. He wanted to show basically the visiting teams, hey, you know, we take care of you guys here. Imagine you know, what it's, it's not, like. It's on, just a little. Imagine what it's like on the other he side. He was poking yeah. at the other owners. Just, he's yeah. just planting a little seed, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, so we'll take care of you guys here. So. Um, and, and so he just like I said, resources were not the problem. He uh, he put everything in, and he took care of his players. And he took he made that trade with Washington when we got Juwan, <clears throat> where we took a bunch of money back, and it cost us a ton of money or him obviously. But he showed I'm I'm willing to to pay whatever I'm, I wanted to win, and and so that was a fun atmosphere I think for for us players to be around. And I always say I had a fun time playing my 21 years, but that, those first couple of years when, when you're part of something, you're turning it around, we were garbage for, for, for a whole decade in the 90s. And then slowly and surely, Steve, Mike, and I, we get better, we turn things around, you see that you know, stuff is happening, people get excited in the city. Those were some of the best years I had in the mm, NBA. Really dope. I was, always your t- I was almost your teammate in 2014. Oh no. Almost. But we heard you veto the trade. Yeah. Thanks. You so <laughs> must have vetoed that deal. <laughs> Before, uh, obviously, thank you for your time. Before we get to these quick hitters, obviously when you're in the mix and you're almost on the Hampshire wheel during your career, you never get to kind of sit back and appreciate, um, you know, what you've accomplished. You know, you've been removed for a handful of years now. Like when you look back on your career, like what, what do you think about what comes to your mind? Oh, it's been a heck of a ride. I was very fortunate, obviously, to uh, to be here and be in stay in one spot and you know stay sort of stay sort of you know injury free um, throughout my whole ride. So it's been yeah, it's been I was blessed and it's one of an, an incredible ride and to me topped it off this summer with with the Hall of Fame. I think now to me that that was sort of the closure. Uh, my first half of, of my life is is over with this and I uh, couldn't have gone any better honestly you know uh so I'm, I'm extremely happy and of course proud and my family is super proud of out of germany to that was able to play in the nba for 21 years it's been a hell of a ride and we'll see what the next chapter looks like now really dope how does it feel to be the best european player ever <laughs> Well, you know, now it's going to be tough, you know, to keep that. As of now, keep, you are. Yeah, keep that up now with the with the generation that we have coming now. I mean, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's if before me, there were some fun European players. Like Schrempf was one of my idols, obviously, from yeah, Germany. Yeah. Drajan Petrovic was a stud. Yeah. Kukoc. I mean, there were great players. 
And then, you know, if, if, if I came in and, and Tony Parker, Gasol, if we came in and sort of helped these other guys now a little bit or inspired them in a way or motivated them in a way, that, that's, that's obviously thrilling and humbling to hear. So if we were part of somebody else's journey and uh, that's, uh, that's been amazing. And now we have, you know, Giannis and Jokic and... And bro, pat yourself on the yeah. back, bro. You killed in the NBA for a long time, oh, dog. Twenty one years was a yeah, it was a long time. But like I said, I, it's it's been so many opened the door for me. And if yeah. I push the door open even a little wider, mm -hmm. uh, then that's that's yeah. humbling. You to did me. your part, yeah. All right, well, quick hitters. First thing to come to mind. Let us know, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, biggest risk you've ever taken. Uh, no question, coming to the NBA. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man on yourself, though. Coming out of the second division in Germany, I mean, that was that was a wild move, but it ended up, it ended up working well. It worked well. out pretty well for you. <laughs> you have any, what's your guilty pleasure? I'm a big food guy, ice cream. I mean. Are you a snacker? Yeah, I snacker. So. <laughs> not, not good, not good. Worst piece of advice you've ever heard? Worst piece of advice? Um, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, nothing comes okay, to mind. Yeah, nothing comes Best to piece. Mind. Yeah, just to see yourself as a work in progress. Really, always keep improving. Never be satisfied. Uh, you know, uh, always see yourself as a as a learning guy. Even now in life, try something new. Try to learn different things. Uh, never see yourself as a finished product. Dallas Mavericks all-time starting five. With me or without me? With, with you, you, of course. Why are you going to do okay. that without you? I mean, I play with some some studs, so I'm going to have to go probably a small lineup. Um, Snashy is obviously one of my best buddies. He's mm -hmm. the one. Jake Kidd, uh, Hall of Famer. He mm -hmm. played a two. He can guard the twos. Mm -hmm. no, they can both handle the ball. My guy Finlay is, was would play the three. I mean, he helped me so much growing up, and he wasn't he was basically the man when I got here. And then, I mean, there's a lot of guys. If if I if I play the four, then there's a lot of guys for the fifth spot. You know, like a Jet or, uh, I mean, yeah, there's Nick Van Exel was amazing mm -hmm. for us those couple of years he was here. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one, but it's a really small lineup. But those those are probably my four or five. You got to play center on that team. Yeah, let me ask you one more quick. How how good was Josh Howard? Love Josh. <laughs> that's yeah, my dog. Josh. Yeah, love Josh. Yeah, game. He uh, was an all star he, too. You know, he played with a chip on his shoulder because he he was pissed off that he was drafted so late. You know, he thought he had a great couple of years there at Wake Forest. And then he dropped to almost, you know, end of the first round. And mm -hmm. he was like, what? I'm, I'm going to show everybody. And then that's how he approached uh, every game. He's, he was going at people's necks. And we loved that. He was our defender. He was long. He was versatile. And uh, I love Josh. He's still around here. I never he? thought he'd, be, he'd get into coaching. Because uh, he was at times, uh, I'd say, a little, uh, a little tough to coach. Right. Uh, he's coaching here? Uh, he's coaching some college around here oh, okay, in, okay. in Dallas. That's dope. So I run into him every now and then. And, and apparently he's great and they love him. And But I, I didn't see I didn't see Stack becoming a coach either, I got to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, he's, doing great. Guys, he's doing great. Some, doing some of these guys are a little tough on, on their own coaches back <laughs> yeah. then. But, but uh, yeah, they, now, now, they, yeah. uh, now they're head coaches. Childhood crush. <laughs> oh shoot childhood crush I mean the 90s 
I mean, was it Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let exactly me see, right. Let me see what else. Uh, I no. touched Lil' Kim. <laughs> she was unbelievable. Soft. Oh, picture this. I'm having one of those moments, y'all. <laughs> Something you wish you were better at. Mm. Um... Uh, in life or yeah. something, anything? Um, maybe a better communicator in life. I think I take a lot of stuff in, in myself. I don't, I don't love sharing my feelings too much. And mm -hmm. uh, I know uh, over, over my, my life that's driven my career, uh, my, my family nuts a little bit. So I wish I was uh, communicate my feelings a little better. I think that's uh, that's that's an, that's one that's I need to work on. That's men. Period. <laughs> yeah. That's men. Period. <laughs> Five dinner guests, dead or alive. Uh, I mean, I'd say Michael Jordan. Obviously, I mean, he's he's my hero. He's my goat always. Um, I'd say Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. um, oof. And then there's a there's so many greats out there. Uh, Just let me cut you off. You was at Cubans. We asked him about his five. He had you at his table. Oh really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I would not have him on my table. <laughs> I would not have him on my table. I'm gonna go. I was a big tennis guy, so I'm gonna go with Roger Federer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, legend. Was, I mean, unbelievable. Uh, big big tennis fan. Uh, growing up, I was a big Boris Becker fan, so that's four. Mm -hmm. So that's mainly sports. Um, and the fifth, I do uh, maybe Tiger Woods. Nice, mm. that's a nice table. If you could see one guest on our show, who would it be? But you have to help us get your answer on the show. Can't be shy. Okay, who hasn't been on the show? <coughs> Excuse me. What'd you say? Luke. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> okay. <coughs> you guys trying to get Luke out? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. He said Luke. I ain't I wouldn't I didn't know what you was gonna say. <laughs> well we'll see. He is still in the phase, you know, where he's he's a little shy. Yeah. You know, I You've been there. You've I, been there. I came mm -hmm. here and you know, sometimes if if it's just English is second language, you you almost a little you're scared to say something wrong. Yeah. You know, or and, and then and then I think he's already gotten a little looser in interviews from his first year or first two years. So I think eventually he'll get there where he'll have some fun with you guys, yeah. but he's just not, not, there not yet. quite yeah. there yet. This is the show to let loose on though. Yeah. Yeah. This is the show to fuck up on. We understand you more than anybody. Yeah. Well, Dirk, man, we want to thank you for your time. Obviously, yes, we know you're bro. busy, yeah. but also just give you your flowers, man. Obviously, everything it. you did for this franchise, but the league and, you know, obviously the international influx now of talent. And like you said, if you kicked the rope in a little bit, well, we know you kicked it open a lot. But, man, it was a pleasure to battle against you and Honor. watch you play. And Honor. congratulations Honor. on just the career and the family and everything, man. Well deserved. Thank you guys. Thanks yeah. for having me on. That's fun. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Well, that's a wrap. The one and only Dirk Nowitzki. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform Black Effects.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.